Infinity. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode something or other. I think it's, yeah, 22. Holy shit, we did it. I don't know who we is, but the collection of people. It's primarily me. I like to give myself most credit. But it is episode 22. I'm joined by one of my best friends in the world, Lauren Goodvich. Say hi, Lauren Goodvich. Hi, Lauren Goodvich. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, Lauren is joining me all the way from the other side of the town I live in and <laughs> I want to thank her for joining me because we have a bunch of fun stuff to cover today. First and foremost, uh, I want to say a shout out to Rochester Mills, which I feel like I talk about them a lot on the show, but you know what? They are probably the closest good brewery. So that's why I talk about them a lot, but they do have a production facility in a tap room and a friend of mine um, and myself got to go to a barrel aged tapping for I think it was four or five different kinds of barrel-aged beers that were there for limited edition. We got some four-packs that you can't get in stores, and I drank most of mine already, and that was last weekend. So, not too bad. Not too shabby. But before I finished them, I let Lauren try the uh, Imperial barrel, Bourbon Barrel-Aged Milkshake Stout before we started. Mm, it was delicious. Was I, it delicious? I love bourbon. I love stout. Yeah, I I know it's like a trendy thing to do with beer right now with bourbon barrel age stuff because you can find that at any brewery right now because it's trendy. Good job, founders. You guys set a precedent um, and then charge too much. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to see because as a scotch drinker, you like bourbon. I like scotch. If you, They're in the same family, kind of. They are, yeah. <laughs> they're brown liquors. Um, the siblings are very different, but they're in the same family. <laughs> the, I love what they're doing with it because... There's I had an IPA recently that tasted like a Scotch ale, and it was perfect. <laughs> I might not have liked that one as much. That's okay. Yeah, it's still hoppy, but but uh, we are going to cover a different beer today from Michigan. Lauren is a fan of stouts, she said, so I got one of my favorites from one of my favorite. Actually, I think my favorite brewery in Michigan from Grand Haven. It's coming up in the next segment. <laughs> Oddside Ales Chocolate Coffee Stout. I said it like that because it's spelled real weird. Um, it is their normal stout. I don't know if I would say normal stout. It's a stout with coffee added, but it's a it's a chocolate coffee stout. It usually is. Whenever there's coffee in a stout, there's usually chocolate in it too, from what I've noticed. Well, the pretty basic notes of a stout. Chocolate coffee. Oats. They pair together well. Espresso. Mm -hmm. It's a nice dessert beer. 
pairs together with tiramisu. Start your day with it. Chocolate cake. I'll perk you right up. Oh, yeah. I like to drink beer in the morning. <laughs> Neither of us drinks beer in the morning, just to be, hey, to be clear. Hey, don't box me up like that. <laughs> You're right. I don't drink <laughs> beer in the morning. <laughs> you don't know clear. me. <laughs> when the mood hits. Hey, no judgment. I'm not saying the mood isn't like depressed and just washed out of everything, but when the mood hits... Drink it in the morning. You know, I did That's something fun for the first time. I was up north this summer, and um, the family I was with was telling me that I should bring a beer in the shower with me. After oh, a long yeah. day out on the boat, I had never had a beer in the shower Shower before. beer. It's called a shower beer. It's a shower beer. It I've is never, the best. never experienced it before this year. Did you year. love it? It was great. It was refreshing. Yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> it was delightful. I'll I, tell you. I plan to do it again. There's something wonderful about, like... Doing a bunch of yard work, coming in all sweaty, getting naked, getting in the shower, hot water, cold beer. That's perfect. Yep. That's was, the life. It was great. And so. once again, if you want to try it in the morning, there's no, <laughs> no judgment. We're not here to judge you. I promote drinking in all forms. This is not a, this is not a safety show. Uh, I want to make sure we both have one here. Thank you. So this is Oddside Ales. They are out of Grand Haven, Michigan. They are my favorite Michigan brewery because everything they do is just a little kooky. Um, they don't do anything that's like, you know, they don't have a standard style of beer. Everything's got a little bit something different on it. Uh, their most famous one you can find on draft in most places is Bean Flicker, which once again, that's the name of the beer. And if you don't know what bean flicking is, well, that's a different podcast I should make. But um, oh, that beer makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> ordering it, saying it, standing near it in the grocery store, all those things. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't have a vagina, so I'm fine with it. Okay, cheers. Cheers. I prefer to drink out of bottles. So hey, do it, do it into- you. You don't have to pour anything in a mug. Well, you have this fancy mug here, so I'm going to use it. I do love this mug. Oh, that's so good. I always forget how good this is because I don't, I don't like to get the same beer twice, um, like on a regular basis, unless it's just my go-to. Like my go-to IPA is typically like Two Hearted, or as we discovered a few weeks ago, if Mitten Brewing gets their distribution up, um, Country Strong will be my go-to IPA. But this stout is so good. It is good. And even though it's sugary, I feel like I won't have too much, even if I. Knock out the whole six pack. <laughs> yeah, and it's not too sweet. I hate when things are too sweet, and it's not. You really get a lot of the, the coffee and the a little bit of the mocha. You have to search for the mocha, though. Where are you, mocha? I found it on my palate. It's, <laughs> it's very poetic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. This is the coffee on there is super strong. I love really strong coffee or espresso stouts. I'm a big coffee drinker. My like, go-to drink is a triple shot espresso. So I've been drinking coffee since I was way too young to be drinking coffee. What like, age I'm almost embarrassed to admit how long I've been drinking coffee. Um, like 10 or 12, I think. Probably 12. I don't know. It's 12. So like sixth grade? That's so not... like the 90s, which is what we're here to talk oh, about. I've been drinking crazy. coffee since the 90s. So you know what? We just came full circle. Yeah. But yeah, Clearly I an expert. I used to <laughs> add a lot of cream and sugar to it because you know I was twelve. Yeah, um, that's how it works. But now I don't need that anymore. But yeah, I'm like a lifer with the coffee. Yeah, I went on a coffee tirade in starting in high school, 
But it was, yeah, it was tons of cream and sugar. There's a place over here by us uh, called LA Cafe. You know LA Cafe? I do. Delicious very, stuff. Yeah. Um, we used to go there because we were little punk teenagers and we'd go there and we'd get coffee and their coffee comes in like a 16 ounce mug, like a 16 ounce glass mug. That's how you get coffee. Yeah, I remember and that. I believe I did, whatever I did in creams, it was double sugar. So I think I did four creams and eight sugars. <laughs> oh my God. And then when I'd go to some place like Ram's Horn or like a diner, and it was the smaller cup, I would do two creams, four sugars. And then I was very particular about that ratio. When they came, if they filled up my coffee mug, I'd be like, you don't do that. You're going to screw everything up. <laughs> and then I may or may not have written a screenplay in high school where the main character has a whole issue with coffee and cream sugar ratios. You definitely did that. I maybe did that. <laughs> and... uh and then I slowly weaned myself down until it was no sugar. And now it's just cream. And with the amount of like Americanos I drink, I could probably get off cream now, too. Isn't it amazing how your taste buds change? The reason I love stouts... I just don't like diabetes. <laughs> I don't want to have Well, that's <laughs> helpful as well. But I have always liked light beers, but I started liking stouts. Um, I, after I went vegan, I would go to coffee shops and... <sighs> don't sigh at me. That's rude. <laughs> I'm vegan listeners, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when I went vegan, there weren't as many non-dairy options at coffee places, so I would drink my coffee black more often. Mm. So I think, and actually my friend's husband brought this to my attention, that the reason why I like this type of beer more now is because my taste buds adjusted to drinking black coffee. That makes so, sense. Yeah, and that was kind of eye-opening for me. Like, oh, that makes complete sense. But now... I have lots of non-dairy options everywhere I go, and I still like stouts. But now today we're going to talk about... Uh, the shows we watched in the 90s and the family dynamic behind them. We're going to get serious. We actually brought a psychologist in from Puerto Rico. And, what? oh, Puerto Ricans can't be psychologists? No. Come on, Lauren. Not while I was laughing. Uh, but we are going to talk about the family dynamic of all the sitcoms. Like when you think about sitcoms like TGIF with Step by Step and Full House and Family Matters, and then you got Home Improvement. Um, there's a laundry list of others that I'm sure are going to come up in this conversation. There's a certain family dynamic that you had in those shows that you kind of lost out as time has gone on to now. And whether you loved it or hated it or could relate to it, uh, we're going to cover it because we have two different perspectives here. I came from a divorced family where my parents separated when I was like four in the 80s. <laughs> different podcast. And <laughs> Lauren's parents are still happily married. Yes. And fishing and making fish and eating fish. <laughs> Half of them are. My dad fishes, yes. That and makes fish and eats fish. Yes, and he has invited you to come eat his fish. <laughs> Listen, folks. <laughs> I do not eat another man's fish. Okay, this is getting weird. All right, what we're anyway, here for. my parents are happily married, yes. So, the 90s had some, like, very typical... I mean, the, the typical sitcom was... The, the joke of the typical sitcom was born out of... Uh, shows from the 80s and the 90s 
and the 90s gave us gems like boy meets world and like i mentioned step by step and family matters full house sabrina the teenage witch oh sabrina that's an unconventional family Mm -hmm. i wanted to make sure we brought that up wait was either one no neither one was the mother no they were her aunts. aunts yes I don't remember what happened to her parents. Did they die? Oh, now I want to know. Yeah, I'll Google it. <laughs> I'll Google it. <laughs> Lauren, this is the this is a first. I've had many guests. <laughs> I think like 16 guests. Lauren is the first one that has her MacBook, and she is Googling shit as we go. I like it, though. I'm going to hire her as a producer and just look this like, stuff up. Yeah, I mean, podcasts I listen to, the people, they're connected. Connected. You never know when you're going to need to verify world. something. But anyway, she did live with her aunts, which I think, I was trying to think back on all the families that were represented in 90s sitcoms that were family based and that's the most unusual family dynamic that i can remember it's just a teenage girl living with her two aunts oh challenge accepted let's let's do a run through here because we talked about one which we'll get to in a second but let's jump back because i want to i want to dissect each one of these now that now i'm intrigued you've sparked my interest with uh, the sabrina the teenage witch so let's start with some basic ones that are pretty cut and dry Mm -hmm. Uh, home improvement mom dad three kids yep all boys normal I mean, as normal as you can be. I will say, as a child of divorce, where I lived with my mother and didn't talk to my dad much, Tim Taylor was my fucking father. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I mean that in a good way, like, not no. in a sad way. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. I mean... No, my dad loved cars and tools. Yeah. So I was like, my dad is Tim Taylor. I like your immediate reaction. Oh, no, I'm, it's, that's because it's sweet. And I'm empathizing with little Justin, but oh, he was, he was a good dad figure. Yeah. But I think there were a lot of good dad figures in 90s television. But challenge accepted, huh? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. can you think of a family that was less conventional? Well, we talked about Step by Step. Yeah. Step by Step was weird in the same way the Brady Bunch was weird, but they made it such a like fun family thing that no one ever really thought about the fact that it was weird. Yeah. Like, do we know Step by Step? Do we know what happened to their other spouses? No, I don't. I don't think so. It's been I, a while. I imagine both of them died, right? Because they're not going to address they ha- like they would have to have. Because they would have to talk about custody issues. They weren't that edgy back in the nineties. Yeah, but then I feel like there was also episodes maybe in Step by Step where like. Uh, Suzanne Summers, like dirtbag old husband, came by, and the kids were like, "Dad," and then they couldn't really connect because Patrick Duffy's their dad now. <laughs> Did that not happen? I feel like that's I don't an episode if waiting that to happen. Um, but someone was... please like tweet me or email me and let me know if you know because I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> no, the like the step by step. What happened to the other parents? Because when they cover it in the intro song, we never ask questions. And I was thinking about the intro song and how the last two lines of it are, we'll make it better the second time around. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even put that together. The second you said the last lines, I was singing it in my head and I still didn't put it together. And then when you said it, I was like, yeah, no, that's... And they're on the roller coaster at the theme park. Like, I have... Make it better the second time around. First round didn't go well, guys. It's either divorce or death. One of those two happened. Yeah, so that was that was probably as edgy, I think, as the '90s got. Because Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 
like, who the heck knows what happened to her parents? She was a witch. I mean, let's focus on that. They didn't, you know, there were no awkward dynamics happening within the family. She was just being cared for by her aunts, but with Step by Step, yeah, you had these blended families, and I Oh, I got one. It wasn't a sitcom, though. What? Party of Five. I didn't watch that. I Either think I did was I. a little too As young someone that was obsessed with Nev Campbell, it's disappointing that I didn't watch that. I bet it's on Netflix. But uh, their parents die, like, pre-first episode or first episode in, like, a car accident. And so then the oldest has to take care of the other ones. Yeah, and he's super hot. He's the guy from Lost, right? God, that show just cranked out hot people. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, go down line in age. You had Nev Campbell, Jennifer Love Hewitt, yeah. Lacey Chabert, which right, it took me a while. All right. The guy well, was yeah, hot. I'm not going to talk about like Jeremy London and whatever, Scott Wolf. Who cares? Yeah, Scott Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Step by Step is weird. Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yeah, so Party of Five. That, but that wasn't so much controversial or you know i'm not saying controversial unconventional unconventional sure yeah parents died it was also unrealistic i mean would siblings how often are siblings granted the opportunity to raise their fellow if one of them's in like his 20s still i'm not saying it worked out real well (laughs) i don't know i didn't watch some dark shit a couple episodes yeah i've seen some yeah (laughs) i tried to rewatch it and i think so i've tried to do this and Anyone out there in digital podcast world, let me know if you've done the same thing. And maybe you have, Lauren. I've tried to rewatch 90s shows. And there's a couple things you have to get past that are whatever. Like, I, I watch Home Improvement. I actually bought the DVD box set. We've covered that on this podcast before. And I, I love the show. Like, I have no problem watching it. I've definitely turned that on and binged it a number of times, especially since it's finally on something that's streaming, which is Hulu. Uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But then there's other shows that no one cared enough to like digitally remaster. <laughs> uh, Party of Five being one of those. If really? you try to watch the first season of Party of Five, it's in the standard four three format, and it uh, and the quality is just garbage. The audio's garbage, the video's garbage, and it's difficult to watch. And that is like adding on to the fact that. It's 90s, which 90s was a decade of television where they leaned into the style. Like, you're not going to watch something from the 90s and be like, was that from last week? Like, no, because <laughs> we didn't wear highlighter colors last week. That was definitely the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, family Matters, normal family with a, um, weird, with a weird neighbor. You know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a little edgy. But Fresh Prince was a regular family where they just, like, took in their nephew to live with him. Yeah, because their sister couldn't get her act together and raise her kid. No. Her kid was getting in fights in West Philadelphia. Born and raised on the playground is where he spent most of his days chilling out, maxing, You're relaxing, right. her cooling, or shooting some people outside the school. When You're a couple right. of guys, they were up to no good. They started making trouble in his neighborhood. He got in one little fight and his mom got scared. She said, go to the auntie and he moved to Bel Air. She couldn't handle it. <sighs> what a bitch. Okay, so no. Then he no, went. no, no, no. I like the, you're upset that I call the fictional mother character who like shows up in three episodes. Well, I mean, she was doing her best. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> you just said that she couldn't handle it. And that's why he went and left her there. You just switched sides just because I said bitch. You're right. But see, there's the controversy. <laughs> Other shows, family, mm. Boy Meets World was standard dynamic, but Boy Meets World had Sean. And Sean was came from the broken home. Yes, that's true. Sean had the divorced parents. Sean, he like didn't know who his dad was, and then when he met his dad, he like lived in his 
whenever Sean was at his dad's apartment, it was always like they were sitting in lawn chairs with cardboard boxes. Like they leaned in hard on the we're poor vibe. Did he not know who his dad was? I remember his dad dying later in the show and that always being like a complicated relationship. I didn't remember that he didn't know who his dad was. Maybe he always lived with his dad. He didn't I don't know his know. mom. But you're right. That was his situation was a little rough. But it was yeah. But it was the side one, and the main storyline concerning him was always like, "Oh, this good family will be will fix you." Yeah, like so you don't can, worry about it. You're just taken under our wing. We're yeah. still married. Everything's fine. Yeah. Somehow my husband's income supports all three kids and me. So the reason we thought of this topic was because we were talking about how '90s families really didn't push the envelope very much. It was pretty traditional. It was pretty, I don't know, cut and dry, pretty... Pretty happy. Yeah. Which I don't think is an accurate representation of families. But the reason we brought up this topic was because I was saying that they did a good job with the wholesome life lessons and the, you know, the father figures and the, I don't know, just the wholesome family vibes. Mm. I, I legitimately think I learned a lot from watching those shows as a child. Oh, for sure. There's life lessons galore, and they always covered the big things like sex and drugs and stuff, like in a way that they could do it on TGIF. Uh, but you still could get like something out of it, or like always be honest, like oh, don't try to hide stuff from parents. Just tell them, like it's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, like I think I had more of the sex talk with like Danny Tanner than I did. With my That's parents. unconventional there too. That's probably the most unconventional household of them all. So yeah, this well, is let's let's break that down without any character names. Right. Guy's wife dies. Guy's wife's two brothers. No, one brother. They're not both oh, brothers. Oh, it's just brother and his friend. Brother and dad's friend. Yeah. So <laughs> that's even worse. So <laughs> let's well, put this in perspective. In the Me Too era, this would not go over as well, but in the nineties. My, my it was wife fine. dies. So I have my wife's brother my my dead wife's brother and my friend move in with me to help me take care of my three daughters one of which is a twin that we never acknowledge and she just shows one of herself once in a while okay that part was added but um yeah that doesn't that's that's all that's worse than two aunts that's a an uncle a dad and just some guy who makes woodchuck noises but you know what they all learned a lot about who they were yeah, cut it out. Um, <laughs> that show premiered the year I was born, 1987. Wow. Wow, is that? Mm-hmm. Same um, age as Mary Kate Ooh, Center. I'm just I'm getting flooded with shows now. Yeah. Uh, Growing pains. Yeah. 
Why am I blanking on growing pains right now? What? Carol I know Seaver? I, I know Mike I watched Seaver, it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yep. I remember. together. Leo DiCaprio's first role. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. He was the burnout kid that Mike Seaver had to help. Of course he was. But, uh, <laughs> Should we talk about the Cosby show? Um, Cosby show, I felt like, was like the most family-friendly show out it there. Was. Especially for African-American families when they, like, didn't have It was groundbreaking in that way, though, yeah. because it was... I know there were other shows that came out before it that represented the African-American community, but it was great that they... We're able to... Yeah. I didn't watch Cosby Show as much as I watched The Jeffersons. And I also used to skip school all the time and watch Sanford and Son. <laughs> now that is a dynamic I can get behind. Father and Son running a junkyard. Great show. Some of um, these things were on Nick at Night. Who's the Boss? Yep. Who's the Boss was... That was a very different one because it was the single mother... With her mother, this is actually my, oh my God, this is the family dynamic I grew up with. I lived with my mom and then we lived with my grandparents. My grandpa died when I was a freshman in high school. So it was my mom, my grandma, me, and my brother. If my brother was a woman (laughs) and we had a housekeeper that was Tony Danza, it would be the exact same family. So who's the boss? You the boss. Oh my God. My world is literally being rocked right now. Is that why I liked Who's the Boss so much? And why was Mona such a slut? There's a time for love and a time for living. Take a chance and face the wind. Open road and a road that's hidden. a dream or two found the trail and at the end was you there's a path you take and a path not taken the choice is up to you my friend not so long but you might awaken to a brand new life also watched a fair amount of Saved by the Bell, but family dynamics were not often addressed. No, and when they did, it was real funny, because it was out of place, to say best. Yeah, he just didn't have parents. Well, that's the thing. He did, and they were always, like, super caring when they were there, but... We never saw them, though, did we? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you gotta watch more Saved by the Bell. No, I don't have to, but... (laughs) You do. (laughs) Sad that I don't remember. Yeah, um, no, the, the worst parental situation so ac slater had the military dad um, and that was difficult for him uh kelly kapowski's dad got laid off Mm -hmm. and she was super broke and that's when zach had the prom for her outside zach's parents were like i don't know if we ever met zach's dad his mom was in a lot of episodes that sounds familiar he had a crush on a homeless chick at a mall when they were working there for christmas and brought her home, and then they ended up like taking the homeless dad and her daughter under, or homeless dad and his daughter under their wing. Oh, I could, I know Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I watched a lot of it, so. But and my... Lisa Turtle, you never met her parents, but you always like heard about how she's going to get in trouble for using the credit card again. <laughs> you knew her; they were rich. That's all you needed yeah. to know. 
But yeah, Screech, like, there's some parent fails in that show. Here's another 90s one for you with a weird family. Sister, Sister. Did you sister, watch that sister. one? Sister, um, My wife can sing that entire theme song. I bet she can, and that's one of the many reasons I love her. Tia and uh, Tamara. Tamara, yeah. Um, no, what was the dynamic? It was just the dad, right? Well, something about the two twins being, like, were they adopted oh, by they, different that's right. people they were, and then yeah, they chose yeah. to live together? Yeah, the, the dad and the mom they were not together. raised them independently, and then they were like, oh, we're going to live together because our girls are twins. Yeah, that is very strange. But I mean, <laughs> I that's Erica just the concept of the show. I wish Erica was here to sing the um, theme song. I, I'm going to... <laughs> sister, sister... Talk about a two-way twister. Oh, are you reading the lyrics? Yeah, so that was different. That's probably the weirdest. Like, hey, we adopted these twin girls. We should probably just live together and raise them <laughs> under the same roof. Stay together for the kids, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Came together for the kids, guys. Oh, gross. Not like I mean, that. It actually works for conception. Stop. <laughs> This is supposed to be a family-friendly... Uh, what? Fa- friendly. There ain't nope. nothing family-friendly about this show. I think we'll be okay as long as we keep drinking. And that's why we have Chocolate Coffee Stout by Oddside Ales, which has been the beer that has joined us today along our journey of the family dynamic of 90s sitcoms and our uh, branch off into all that is wrong with the family dynamic. (laughs) It's good. I want to say thank you to Lauren. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Has it been? been a little depressing <laughs> this is the most serious episode we did guys no gonna, i think we i'm gonna keep... cut it up with clown noises when <laughs> i edit don't worry we could talk all day about all of these things but the beer is delicious the shows are wholesome <laughs> and take your kids cell phones away yes and i will say uh, on the note of the shows we mentioned which some of which deserve an entire episode by themselves mm-hmm. and they'll get it because i got nothing but time folks check them out on like Hulu and Netflix, primarily Hulu. If you want like a 90s sitcom, you're going to typically find it on Hulu instead of Netflix. But like I said, Home Improvement's available there. So check that out. Watch as much as you want. I believe Boy Meets World is on there too. I don't know if you can watch Step by Step anywhere. I also don't know if you'd want to watch Step by Step anywhere. But I'll tell you what, I would watch the shit out of some who's the boss and growing pains especially now that i've figured out that one of those was my family dynamic growing up it's been a show of realizations folks you can always follow us uh at beers and 90s on twitter instagram and facebook and you can email me directly justin at justinlammusic.com or check out more about the podcast at justinlammusic.com slash podcast i paused there because i always say that and i realized when i was updating it last week that you can't get any additional information there. Unless I visit a brewery or something, you're just going to see the same shit that you see on Instagram or uh, Facebook. Either way, follow, like, share, obsess over, tell your friends about, drink with us. Let me know what you want to hear about and talk about. I got a number of guests coming up, a number of subjects coming up. 
Lauren's still Googling things and getting depressed. It's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. We are, this is episode 22 and much more to come. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Lauren coming by speaking her mind. Peace. (laughs) That's Lauren's sign off. She's going to do every episode now and she's going to end it like that. Peace. Plants. (laughs) Peace. Plants. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) You're just testing them out at this point? (laughs) That's my sign off. Peace. Plants. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I built a time machine. I'm going to see the homecoming queen. Yeah.